0: tight please keep your trays in the upright and locked the flummery flummery. to the flummery you can do anything you want me to do flummery to your earlobes flummery the flummery to the flummery to your earlobes To the flummery. <laughs> Sorry, that's the school, Steve. To the flummery. Flummery. Frosty, to the flummery. And to the flummery. To the your uh, earlobes. Flummery. You do anything you want me to. Earlobes. The right, I, I get this started. <clears throat> Welcome to the Flummery 35. I'm going to do a little something different today. Um, We haven't had one out in a while, so I figured I'd try something new, something a little cathartic for myself. Um, Typically, I usually get done with work. It's about four in the morning right now. And either A, I've been drinking, B, I drink, C, I sit on my couch and watch netflix or youtube crazy amounts of youtube which i subscribe to all these mainly informational which i find fascinating but a lot of the stuff i feel like it's coming around full circle as far as content a lot of joe rogan um unsolved mysteries things like that i always tend to gravitate towards channels like that that are informational um So this last weekend, oh, I'll just get into this a little bit. Um, We haven't had one. Adam and I have been fairly busy Um, the last couple of weeks. I think our last one was with 34th, our buddy Sean Baird, which was probably three weeks ago, I imagine now. Um, It was a good time. Um, In between that, uh, hunting season came around, and Adam is a pretty big, avid hunter, so he had to get stands set up. I think he was golfing. not golfing i was golfing not adam (laughs) you know so you don't have the right to do that i do because he's not here um but he was setting up um stands on a new property for hunting um after that, we had played, or my band, Eris, had played two shows, one in everybody's bar at Everybody's Bar in Chippewa Falls, and the Caboos, we played a show there on, I believe it was uh, <clears throat> Zombie Pub Crawl, which was trying because there was other shows going on and that, so that show could have been better, but it was still a good time, we had fun. So um, we just haven't been able to connect as far as getting a show done, And I think at this point this week, we will. I hope so. He'd, we were talking about this weekend, doing it Saturday, but he got sick. Like, I think he had full-blown AIDS. So, um. I don't care about you. Um, (laughs) I don't care about you either. So, um, I have Dr. Phil chiming in once in a while here because I'm kind of making this a cathartic, um, podcast for myself just to. Get out of the norm. I should either went to the gym or I'm doing this, and I decided to do this. So I'm going to put out, uh, me talking to you and probably ranting a little bit. Um, um, I'm really not that much of a ranter, but, you know, there's things I want to talk about a little bit. I don't know how important they are, but we'll figure it out. Good. All right. Yeah, you too, buddy. Um, but, yeah, so it's just been really hard to uh connect with adam the last few weeks and we've both been really busy and sick and you know he's got a family and i don't know i don't but it just it's just hard to do it all the time so later this week i think we'll have another one out for you but for the in the meantime we're going to do this one and i'm not going to make it a long one i'm not going to make it an hour and a half two hours because i don't want to talk for that long i don't feel like that's very necessary but i'm just going to kind of roll into it what do you think yeah Uh, all right dr phil so one thing i wanted to say tonight is how to be a good human being especially in a bar when you're in a bar tonight i had this guy it's probably late to mid 50s tries to address young he brought an older gentleman he said he was his uncle right brought him in they were having drinks having a good time. It wasn't very busy. You know, I could catch in in some of their conversation a little bit. And he's like, hey, you want to stay here and have a beer to, the, to his uncle, older uncle? And he's like, yeah, I want more, but then we should go and get going. And then <clears throat> all in between this, a young several young girls would sit down, not all at once at different points of time. And uh, he would immediately turn his attention from his uncle and start literally flirting on girls that were barely 21 years of age. I'm like, all right, I get it. It's, you know, it's legal. It's fine. But, you know, maybe 30, I can see. But if you're like 55, 56, and you're trying to act young, black leather jacket, you know, you have your baseball cap on. It's just a little weird to me, you know. He'd start talking. He had a very clever way about him, about getting in there and started talking. Like, he would ask questions. Hey, what are you doing? You know, are you getting off work? And he had a very smooth approach to it. And he's like, you want a drink? Come in. Come sit down. That did, that didn't really bother me. It was a little irky, but you could tell his MO. So one would leave and another one would come and he would do the same thing to the other girl. And one girl, the second girl, accepted the shot, sat next to him and then... His uncle had went out for a smoke. He's like, "Yeah, we should leave after this." And he's, you know, at this point, he's kind of being disrespectful to his older uncle, who's got to be in his mid mid seventies, having just a beer. And he's like, "Yeah, we should go after this." And by the way, he's his uncle's driving. He's like, "Whatever, you're driving." So his uncle's like, "Yeah, we should get going." He went out to smoke, and he's like, "Come back in." He's sitting with another the second girl, and total attention to her. Right? She takes a shot. They have what did they have a Vegas bomb is what I made him I believe and his uncle is like oh I guess I'll have another beer right so as soon as he sits down the girl gets a little weirded out she moves to the other corner of the bar like thank you but I'm meeting somebody blah 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 it was nice I appreciate the shot and he's like yeah and I hear him like yeah I don't know what the deal is blah blah blah. I'm like it's because you're 55 years old hitting on a 21 year old you know that might work one out of 30 times, depending on the girl. And you might have to lower your standards a little bit. I'm not saying anything about being ugly, but typically there becomes a little bit more need and want for girls and guys in certain situations. But, you know, he was definitely batting out of his league. I'm not saying the place where I work at has the best quality of, you know, potential there. So... Get over Yeah, get over it. Um, but, I don't know, it just kind of irked me out just to to see this guy doing that. And then well, it really ticked me off. This is the real kicker of it. It's this younger guy, you know, was, I think he's a bartender somewhere else. <laughs> it's getting, it's like five to two, and I'm, like, pretty much done serving everybody. Some other dude walked in. I'm like, hey, I'm done serving. And then he decides to sit at the bar anyway. And I'm like, all right, well, you're not getting anyone, anything from me, you know. So I was like, whatever. You know what? I'm not some schmo here. I know you're not, Dr. Phil. It's okay. But I turned him down, and the younger kid sitting next to the 55-year-old dude that's being kind of a douchebag. It's like, yeah, well, let's take another shot. And I'm like, well, it's 5-2. You can have the shot and you go, right? And his older uncle's like, yeah, we should get going. He gets in the truck probably like five minutes prior to sitting outside waiting in front of the door for him. And he's talking to, and the 55-year-old or whatever he is is talking to this younger kid, and he starts talking crap about his uncle, like, yeah, his pants are sagging, he's walking. I'm like, yeah, he's walking funny because he's 75 years old, and it's probably not feeling well. His body's probably not feeling well in the first place. You know, like you get older, shit goes out on you unless you take care of it. Use it or lose it. That's my opinion. So. I didn't do anything wrong. Yes, you did. You did lots of things wrong. But when you, when you bring somebody in who is supposedly your uncle and you're taking care of them and then you sit down and talk trash about the person that's giving you a ride home. Anybody, okay, let's get back to this. So they're having that conversation. He's out in the truck. He decides to come back in. This is literally like three minutes to two. And he's like, hey, are you coming or are you walking home? he goes, no, I'll figure it out. He goes, I'll just get a ride home, whatever. But before that, he said it several times. He's like, are you coming or are you walking home? And he's talking to this kid. And he's just like, to me, it's like when somebody else younger or gets into his little bubble, he feels like he's <sighs> needs to be wanted. and feels younger, maybe. Is that the case? I'm not sure. But. It's kind of, it was kind of a douchebag move. And then the old guy's like, are you coming or, he probably said it three times, are you coming or are you walking home? He's like, ah, oh, just go, I'll find a ride home. And i i heard that and I had enough of it. I'm like, Hey, it's two o'clock. You're going to do your shot and you're going to get a ride home with him because I'm not going to sit here and wait for you to find a ride after two o'clock in the morning. What kind of person does that? You know, who are you to, to do that? I, you know, obviously I don't know everything about this guy, but it's, it just, it was kind of infuriating to me that people act like this. I mean, were you, were you getting this? Did your mom drop you on your head or what? I'm not sure. So I don't know. That just, those are little things that, that bother me. Oh boy. Bar patrons. It's all, you know, bar patrons. I just got off my page. I didn't want to be off of. Do you guys have stories that, like that? I don't know. Where do people learn their manners these days? Um, yeah, exactly. Am I here? I don't know. Are you here? <sighs> it's just so frustrating to me. What's going on in the world? And I don't want to make this a negative, you know, podcast. But those are my thoughts and feelings about certain people that go to bars And not even go to bars, but just treat people like that. You know, it was all him and his older uncle or whatever all sweethearty before that. And then after that, it was just kind of bullshit, you know. Immediate attention to the girls that were there. Immediate attention flocked away from, turned away from them. Nobody was there. They were having good conversation. Maybe they were having good conversation. I'm not sure. But uh, I don't know. I don't care about you. I don't care about you either. Should we talk about other points about coming to the bar? <laughs> yeah. When you come to the bar and you wave at your bartender who's already busy with the full bar, this, I'm going to go back over bartending 101 with you for a minute. couple things. Um, I know you're probably half in the bag. Or you're not. Or you just don't know etiquette. But I'm going to go back over this with you. And this is the life of a bartender. You got a full bar. I see you. I see everybody. I gauge out every. I look at people around the bar. Even if I'm busy, I take a quick look. I'm like, he was there first. She was there second. You get a big group that comes up, whether it be three or five, and they're like, hey, hey, and they're waving their bill at you or whatever they're doing. If they're not or they're just waving or whistling at you, don't do that. We'll get to you. I promise. We'll get to you. Another thing is when I come up to you and... I'm ready to take your order. You should be ready with your order. Not, hold on a second. I got to figure this out. Don't fucking do that. That's okay. No, it's not okay. That's okay. No, it's not okay. I promise. It's not That's okay. No, it's not okay. Promise me. Don't do that. Have your, get your little posse together, right? Get your little posse together. Figure out what the fuck you want. I don't care if you're money ready at that point, but Figure out what you want. Then I can just go start making your drinks. In that time, in that meantime, while I'm doing that, have your money ready for me. Please. Don't go digging and look back at somebody and go, oh, uh, I need $20 to f- get this. Well, if you're so adamant about taking the order for everybody else and then I had to figure out, you should have had that figured out in the fucking first place, right? Am I wrong? This is a big deal. It's a huge fucking deal to me. You don't have the right to do that. I do have the right to do that. It's called bar etiquette. So please, 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 please. I want all of you, all two listeners that are listening. If you're going to go up to the bar and order for people, have your bar order ready. While I'm making that, have your money ready. You don't own the bar. The world does not revolve around you. And I'm doing the best that I can. The quickest that I can. And if I'm waiting for you, that just means other people that are impatient get impatient with me. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? No. Yes. No? I don't believe that's true at all. I do. I really do. So. (sighs) I'm just ranting inventing. That's a load of crap. Yes, it is. I know. God, do I love the soundboard. It's fun. I shouldn't. Relying it though. I'm trying to have a conversation. Not a conversation. I'm just trying to have a rant. What do we call this? I don't know. Figure yourselves out when you go to a bar. That's all I gotta say. (sighs) I think I'm done with the bar aspect tonight. Picking up some shifts this week. On Tuesday, I'm gonna pick up a shift. But I don't have to close, so that's good. Another thing I've been trying this weekend is not drinking because I sit in lay on my couch for 12 hours and half sleep and half eyes open do you guys ever do that am i the only one i don't think i sleep very well i think i got sleep apnea i feel like fight club even though i'm not in fight club you know how he's laying on the couch he's like you don't know you're there you're there you're not aware i don't think that's very healthy you know maybe i need to work out more i have a membership i just need to get back What do you think? By the way, I'm trying, I'm drinking these Izzy's, they're smaller cans. They're really fucking good. I got the apple, I love it. Oh, and a glass of water. What's your question? Um, I don't have one right now. There's not a thing wrong with what you just said, and God bless you for claiming that right. Really? No. Really? No. No. (laughs) Do you agree that you've smoked pot? Um, I have. I was a little bit recently. And I don't know. I don't, pot really doesn't really. I don't know. It's fun. It just makes me think differently. It's different than being drunk. And drunk is not good. Trust me. I've been. Some people say I like the fireball. I do like the fireball. I'm getting sick of the fireball. The fireball. The fireball. I think is wearing on me. I'm a drunk pimp. No, (laughs) I am not that. But I think I need to cut out the fireball and maybe to stick with, like, beer. I'm tired of beer, though. What is with Minnesota and hoppy fucking beer? I'm over it. I had several years, a lot of years, drinking Summit EPAs, Sierra Nevadas, the torpedoes, all hop shit, and this, all this stuff like left handed brewery, Lagunitas, all this stuff started coming out and it's blowing up. Now, Minneapolis, St. Paul is just full of um, microbreweries. Everybody, that's the thing now, is microbreweries, and it's all fucking hop. Are you guys not tired of hop? I'm tired of hop. I really am tired. No, no. <laughs> so, lately. I've been kind of doing a lot of ciders, and I'll hit, like, vodka sodas, like a flavored vodka soda, like an orange vodka soda. Those are really good. I'm a drunk pimp. No, I'm not. I'm really not. So I didn't do anything wrong. Well, I do things wrong when I get super drunk. Not like, oh, I regret that. Oh. You know, some things I do, but I'm not, like, out there, like, pimping myself out. Oh, that's not what it is. I just... You kind of wonder when you're drunk and then your thought process, like even when you're when you're hung over, it's really you're really not thinking about the future or things around you and things that should matter to you. It's like you do, but a lot of things, a lot of other things kind of fall to this, you know, the wayside a little bit like family, important things like that good um but you just gotta wonder like how it dumbs you down you know you think about those things and i think it creates a little anxiety in myself when i was sober up for a few days and i start thinking about it don't get me wrong i'm not drinking all the time but there are nights where i tie it on at the end of the night and then i feel like shit the next day and then i do sleep half the day either i'll get up and do something go to the gym or do something else but it's like If you're drinking three or four nights a week, which I probably say I would at this moment, not, you know, not this week, I've been good, you got to kind of wonder about where your priorities are. You know, if you're a, you know, if you're a parent, that's one thing. I'm not a parent. I don't have children. Will I ever have children? I don't know. That door is closing very soon and I better make a lot of money and marry somebody who's like 30 years old when that comes around because that's the only case that's going to happen, do I want kids? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that question. And that's kind of sad. And those are the things I should have thought about a while back ago. You know, I'm old enough now to think about these things or I should have thought about these things prior, but it really, a family really has never, ever really ever been a big priority to me. My family, my immediate family, don't get me wrong. My immediate family Um, is very important to me. So I'm not like, oh, fuck them, I don't want to be... No, I fucking love my parents. I love my sisters to death. I do. But it kind of comes along the lines of watching... I don't know if this is really relevant or not, but watching other people have too many kids and a lot of the wrong people having kids to me, it kind of turns me off. Uh, We're not farmers anymore. We don't need to shoot out eight kids... You know, and we want to pr- provide for these kids, but I feel like that's a crutch to a lot of these people that are having a lot of kids. Am I wrong? Yeah. Um, maybe. I don't know. I'm not. No. But those are things I think about with family. You know, like a lot of I have a couple of close. Well, I won't say they're close friends. They're good friends. They were close friends. I can still consider them good friends, but I don't see them that often. You know, they got a couple of kids a piece, you know. Adam's got a couple kids. He's a great father. I love having his kids over here. They were here one night. We had him on the podcast a couple podcasts ago. Great. I, I'm good with kids. That's great. I am good with kids. I I know that. But whether that means I'm a father or not, I mean, oh, shit. Should I go volunteer or adopt some kids? I don't know. That doesn't really make any sense unless I have a partner. And whether it be a girl or a guy, you know, whatever it just helps with the load of parenting. It's a funny thing, parenting. You know, some people tell a sob story about taking care of their kids and some people just it's part of life. And it should be, you know, I, I don't want to hear you bitching about it. You uh chose to have the kid, you know, be there for the kid. It's important, especially the first, few, you know, several years. Even through puberty you know 10 11 12 early teens man you wonder i you know there was a point towards high school and college when i was like i don't want to come back here after i got in college i'm like i don't want to even though i went to college like right across the river in river falls i was like i don't want to go back home i'm going to stay here and hang out with my friends you know but the older you get you start thinking about you know your parents getting older and wanting to spend time with them it's important. It's a weird thing, you know. It's a weird thing growing up too, especially when you're in your early tw- late teens and early twenties. You don't know everything. You don't. Nobody really Nobody really cares. No, they. No, nobody cares what you think at that point. So, because it's kind of asinine, you know. I was very politically charged when I was in my early early to mid twenties, and now I just really don't give a shit about politics. It really doesn't matter to me that much anymore. And I know it does for a lot of you. Politics. But I feel like we're in this endless retarded cycle of politics with the two-party system, in my opinion. And I really don't like talking about politics. And I'm kind of getting off the tangent of having kids. That's okay. That's what it's about. You know. You know what? No, I don't. I don't care either. Okay. Um. But, Yeah. Kids, kids are cool. When you're around them, they spark a really weird, fun, positive, energetic side to you, which I need. Jesus, I need to go hang out with some kids and frolic in the yard and build forts and shit like I used to when I was younger. Good. Yep, I'll do that. That's okay. So, I don't know. Is it just me? Is it weird that I I don't really think about having a family? I don't know. It's a question I have. I wonder about it all the time. Having a family. You know, you can have families in different ways too, right? You know, you don't have to be blood related. Close friends become family, right? It's not about blood all the time. You know, maybe I should go to somewhere and volunteer and do something. I feel like I should do something like that in my life. Except I'm here in good old South St. Paul. Trying to figure it out for myself. Oh, poor Lance. First world problems. Fair enough. Yep. That's it. No, it's not. I'm really not crying about stuff. Just pondering things, right? Ugh. I don't know if this is in light or not, but... I don't know if you guys seen this whole... I'm going to move away from this, but in a whole different light, but... Corey Feldman, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but Corey Feldman came out, and, and it was kind of known before. You know, Corey is not your typical normal dude. You know, him and Corey Haim, the, the two Coreys growing up in the 80s, did a lot of cool movies that I was huge fans of. You know, Corey Feldman was in Gremlins, and Corey Ham and Corey Feldman were in Dream a Little Dream, and oh, what else? Oh, they did Lost Boys, obviously, which I never decided to... Or, wanted to try to watch those remakes, or not the remakes, but the sequels, I think they did. And I think Corey Feldman was in one of them. And those were just total flops. But this kind of goes along with the kid aspect here, too. Um, supposedly, if you haven't heard this, and I don't know if it was Corey Haim or Corey Feldman or both, but they were exposed to, like, mm, Hollywood pedophile rings? I don't know. What, what What to believe with that? You know, you got this whole... Harry, what is it, Harvey Weinstein or Harry, Harvey Weinstein, but that was like him hitting on adult actresses, not necessarily, late teens, you know, 20s, 30s, and supposedly there was shit that happened, and some girls were like, absolutely no way, but getting back to Corey Feldman, he's on this rant about exposing Hollywood pedophilia, which is like a big circuit or something I'll play a little bit of a clip for you let's listen up to Corey here
1: to talk to you about what's on everybody's mind. I told everybody a few days ago that I had a listener's voice to try and hopefully bring to light what is happening in the world of entertainment as far as perverts and pedophiles and all of the topics of what we've been discussing ever since I even discuss the fact that I have this plan. My life has turned into utter chaos. You can probably tell by the sound of my voice. It's pretty ripped up because of the devastation of what I've been through the past few days. I've experienced things like never before. I mean, I've been silenced my whole life, but just over the past few days since I made that announcement, I've been arrested.
0: Maybe that's part of it.
1: I had a near-death experience last night where I felt like I was almost gonna be killed. Uh, Two trucks came speeding at me at the same time on...
0: Now, real quick here. No, either that's real or he perceived something different. Two trucks, he's just walking and two trucks were speeding at him to like take him out? I mean, that's some serious fucking allegations right there. And wow. All right, let's go on.
1: A crosswalk. And then several of my band members decided to quit because they're afraid for their lives. I don't know what got into their heads. I don't know what they're afraid of all of a sudden, but they just left. And I'm very alone, but I need to protect myself, and I need to protect my family. I need additional security, and I need a legal team to help represent me so that i can fulfill this mission what i'm proposing is a plan that i believe can literally change the entertainment system as we know it and i believe that i can also bring down potentially a pedophile ring that i've been aware of since i was a child right off the bat i can name six names one of them who is still very powerful today and. Uh, a story that links all the way up to a studio. It connects pedophilia to one of the major studios. I am very afraid to do this. It's not easy.
0: All right. I'll get back to it in a second here. So is this kind of like in lines of, would you think this is kind of like in lines with the Harvey Weinstein thing? Um, do you think he has connections to this? Because um, his whole thing was, like, with women. I think it was, like, hey, watch me shower. And then he would, like, rub their backs and then, uh, like, be totally naked and have a witty and whatever. I, I didn't hear about the, the sex, actual sex acts, but I heard how he started to get into this. So I'm wondering, is this relevant to um, what Corey Feldman's saying Um, to what this Weinstein Weinstein thing is all about? Or is it kind of that, or kind of a group of guys that Weinstein knows that powerful producers, uh, CEOs or whatever, some production, they got to be production companies is what I'm guessing, because he's not giving any names at this point. Um, So I'm just wondering if there's any connection between with that and the Weinstein And maybe they're all pals, and they go to a club and smoke cigars and tell them about their ventures or what. I, you know, how much of this I believe, I don't know. And what proof he has? uh, I guess we'll find out. Let's let's play a little bit more.
1: I've been living here and been living with this my entire life. As most victims have, I've been made to feel awkward, misunderstood. And I've been degraded at great levels. Rumors have been told, stories have been made up about me, and I've been insulted and degraded in ways that were unimaginable to me, all because they fear what I know as the truth. And I'm not alone. I know that there's thousands others that have experienced what I've experienced in the entertainment industry. I also know that there's peers of mine who know exactly what I'm talking about and know all the details, but have been afraid to come forward with their own truths. I am using this to draw a line in the sand, to say to the Hollywood community, we are better than this. I know that we can stand together as one. We can be united and we can create an affront Those good people out there, there's plenty of them that I've become friends with over the years, they can help me right now. You guys can take my side, and we can stand together. But additionally, not just the entertainment industry, the entire world, the entire planet can come together over this.
0: All right, I'll pause it there. Um, So I'm curious. Now that he said this, and he has peers, I'm being very... (laughs) objective about this i would say Uh, i'm not dissing him i'm not saying he's right i just now if now he's putting the so-called line in the sand is is anybody going to step up in the entertainment business and this is all fucking people magazine shit but it is kind of a scary thing to think of if this was true right so now that he says he's drawing a line in the sand are we going to say like a Molly Ringwald or somebody else going to come up and say it? Hey, yeah, this is true. You know this this production company's got these sleaze balls or this or that. Now, now it comes out, right? Or is it going to be Corey standing alone in the dark? Is that what's going to happen? And that's going to destroy him. So you got to wonder who his peers or what if his peers or are are they going to come out and say something? Or is it that, and I hate to say this, that Corey's a little bit eccentric. You know, we all have our problems. But Corey's not quite quite all there sometimes, in my opinion. You know, just from what I've seen on TV shows and um, his new music. If you guys haven't seen any of his new music and his performances, it's kind of out there and Corey, please let michael jackson go because you're emulating him way too hard but again i'm I'm feeling for you if this is a real thing you know let's let's hear these other peers stand up you know because i'd hate to see him to go down that way if that's the case if they're really too afraid because they have careers or people that had careers that, you know, not really fizzled out, but maybe just kind of are not doing it anymore. Where are these peers? I want to see where these peers are. Let's go on a little bit again.
1: Because our children are the most sacred things we have.
0: Okay. Yeah,
1: and fear my entire life. And so have millions of others. And now we have the ability to let our voices be heard and break the dam of silence. I propose to do this by making a film that will be the most honest and true depiction of child abuse ever portrayed by telling my own story in a very real way.
0: All right. A film. Is that the right platform to do it at? Is my question. Is that the right way to take it? Or... Is there a way, I mean, how do you bring these people out? Is there so much money that they're that protected? Is a film going to do it or do you have other motives? What is your motive here? Like, I mean, that's, that's gotta be a really tough thing to, to approach. Like, is there any legal action you can take? I don't know. Proof? I don't know. Is there any pictures? I mean, that would be the way to go if you're going to do illegal, if there's, or is it so well buried and hidden that it's just, it's it's a you fight you can't win. I mean, I don't know. Let's listen a little bit more.
1: In a very honest way, with no editing, no censorship, no studio behind it. I will f- make the film, I'll direct is this the, film, a the film, and I will Deal? self-distribute it to guarantee that it gets a theatrical release. With like your in theaters? Additionally, it will help me buy the security and the legal team that I need oh. to protect my until the project is released. And once it's done, I believe that we can revolutionize the film industry in a way that we can root out the evil and make it safe for our kids again. So please join me in this fight. I know that together we can stand strong. The time is now. I've had people on Twitter begging me to do this, and I need to tell you that with thirty thousand new followers just in the last week, I know this is what everybody wants to know. Everybody wants the answer: who did this? Tour. With my tour that I've worked, so tour if I can make a different All
0: right, that's the- enough of that. <laughs> not, not like. Shut up, Corey, but like I'm wondering if there's an ulterior motive here. I really do. It's I don't know enough and I don't I'm not hearing enough, so I can't really say much on it. It's 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 a tough thing, you know? Um did it happen? I don't know. Is it possible? Yes. Is Corey a little jaded against the film industry yeah is it solely on him being molested or is part of it because his career went downhill (laughs) i really couldn't tell you you know i'm gonna you know that that argument i'm gonna leave that argument aside unless i hear other people come out and say something you know like Robert Downey Jr. I know he went through some shit, but I don't know if that was that was with, <clears throat> that dealt with studios. I think that was more family and just the burdens of acting. I mean, being a kid actor, that, can you imagine have a parent, like, pushing you out there like that? You know, exploiting you like that? I don't think that's very healthy. I don't think that was very healthy for uh, Corey Hame and Corey Feldman's family life. You know, God rest Corey Ham's soul, but... I don't know. I guess this is kind of a pending thing for me, but I wanted to bring it up because it's something newer in the news. But I don't know. It's goofy. Anyways, I'm going to move on to a, light, a little lighter subject, and I think I'm going to wrap it up because I don't want to make this too long. So um, this is totally unrelated, but I, I came across this not too long ago. Do you guys know who Lee Stout is or Les Stout? Stoud, he was on um survivor man do you guys remember him and then it kind of begs me the question because i'm kind of into this stuff and i don't know if it's true or not either kind of this is total 180 but you know these are just stories that that are on my mind right now because i watch so much goddamn fucking youtube anyways i think this i think lesser lee you know had this story for a couple years and he actually did somewhat of a documentary on it but you know his stuff was pretty legit. You could you could kind of argue between whose show was better, Bear Grylls or Les Stroud's. Um I guess Les Stroud's was more authentic and people like Bear Grylls would say he was camping out and like helicopter to a hotel a couple hundred miles away and then show back up on location where he was at and say, "Oh, I just woke up." You know whether that happened I don't know. It's not really a big deal, but Stroud's story about being in Alaska is pretty interesting to me and i'll um let me play a little bit of that for you experience
2: when i'm out there and you know do i have experience with strange sounds or you know quote unquote bigfoot i have no idea
0: bigfoot that's what we're talking about what
2: the answer is but what i do know is what i experienced in alaska it was about day three or day four maybe day five and i was making a grass mat for my shelter i want something to sleep on and, I, you know, I was he's in Alaska, the by the way, like he's
0: literally and stuff. And on the coastline. If
2: I remember correctly, I put the camera off to the side because as it always happens by the woods, when I'm not surviving and, and I'm filming for Survivor Man. There's a moment where I've captured the story of making the fire or building the shelter. And it's like, OK, now I have to just stop the filming and actually do it for a while. I have to actually build the shelter for a while without running the camera because I got to get it done. You know, and uh, this was one of those moments. Put the camera away and or down and just thought, well, i got to start gathering some grass. I need a better bed. I started to gather the grass, and, um, and I heard something in the tree about 50 yards away, maybe less. And I, and I stopped, and I froze. And then all of a sudden, I, I heard it, and I heard this sound. I'll just do it. It goes like this. <laughs> now, I've heard moose, I've heard bear, I've heard wolves. I can make the wolves howl, but I've never heard a sound like that before. I mean, it sounded exactly like a great ape. It didn't, it didn't sound like anything North American, any animal that I've ever experienced. And I've experienced a lot of animals. And the thing was, it didn't just do it once. It did that five more times louder than I just did it and i keep looking over at my camera thinking if i could get over to my camera and i'm frozen solid thinking if i could get over to my camera and flip it on and even just get the audio would be something but i waited this out and the second i went over to try to reach for the camera to turn it on bam crash smash bam crash and this thing just whatever it was took off through the trees and was gone now, i'm in the middle of alaska and i was freaked out for the rest of my time there I have no
0: idea what it was, but it wasn't a moose and it wasn't a bear. All right. So with with him and his filming and his you know, credentials, who you know, who says he's wrong? He has another story, I'm not gonna play it for you, I'll just I'll just talk about it. He was in he was in Alaska again. I don't know if it was Alaska or Yukon or somewhere near there, not in the same place. But he was camping, and he was in his tent, and it was late at night, and he said he heard something walking. And he's like, I know the difference between what a bear sounds like, walking through brush, a deer. But he said it was a bipedal, which is like two feet, two legs, walking. And he got out of his tent. And he said it was like 50 yards, 30, 50 yards away. Maybe something like, well, maybe it's like 30 feet away or something. 30, 50 feet away. 50 yards is a lot, a little bit farther. I think it was like 30 to 50 feet. And it was behind him in his tent. And he got out and he's like, hey. And I guess the thing like started, like stopped and started walking away. So no lights, nothing. He's like, it wasn't running like a bear or anything that he sounded sounded like a bear or deer whether that was playing with his head a little bit or not i don't know but my thing is um and i'm not i'm not i'm not a big believer in bigfoot but if there's these sites how isn't there not the possibility of some type of primitive animal whose intelligence you know, you know and, and sensory intelligence and sensory, you know, things that about them that, that can't hear us coming or see us coming. And maybe they're not a large number of them, but who's to say that there's not the possibility of it, you know? And, you know, we haven't found bones or this or that. Who says well, they don't bury them or do whatever or something with them? I mean, we don't know. You know, that's just, it was a, he talked about this on a Joe Rogan episode, I believe not this, this was the discovery, but there was one where he talked about it and he said, there was a possibility and I don't doubt that I'm not saying no, but I'm not saying yes either. You know, until we get there, it's like aliens. It's the same fucking thing. You know, are we visited? The biggest thing was Tom DeLong. You know, he's, he was recently on Rogan talking about UFOs are real, but he was more interested in, in our new, uh, Electromagnetic pulse, pulse system, whatever. Pu- 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 sorry, I can't even say it. Electromagnetic propulsion system that we have going on. And there's this thing called the TR 3B, which is this new flight vehicle. It was probably developed, I'm pretty sure, at Groom Lake, Area 51. But, and there's supposedly video of it, and I've seen it, and who knows if it's real or just fucking a fucking, you know, hovering little whatever. Drone or whatnot, but it it looked pretty interesting. But coming back to the Bigfoot thing, you know, it, it, it kind of spurred uh, curiosity in my mind again. And what if there was like a small group in that area or even, you know, they say, what what is it, Yeti or whatever in Siberia? You know, you never know. Shit, Siberia is huge. We barely know anything. About. And that, we barely know 95% of our ocean floor. So and we're discovering shit all the time. But I'm just saying there's a possibility in my mind that it's a possibility because who knows, you know, maybe these things are so smart that their ears and their eyes and their perception of us coming is way different than what we can hear or see, you know? And it's their surroundings. Maybe they can get away quick and, you know, from what I know, they're not violent. Some guy said, another guy said that he was fishing out in some remote lake in Wisconsin, or not Wisconsin, but Alaska too. And these huge rocks were being thrown, and he heard these noises getting thrown towards the Lake. And we're talking about rocks that most people can't lift. So the size of these things, you know, we're talking about nine feet, nine hundred pounds or whatever. They're big. I don't know. These these are the kind of stories that interest me. Like those. That's the stuff that I gravitate. You know, UFOs, things like that. I'm always interested in that. But Les Stroud talking about that kind of brought a question up: whether this is possible. And, yeah, it's possible. Do I believe it? I don't know. Those are kind of my thoughts for the day. I'm going to leave it at that, I think. So, Because I don't want to bore the shit out of you too much. Yeah, I'm already, I'm already 50 minutes in this shit. Probably won't be that long by the time I cut it down a little bit. But, you know, those are some of the things, you know. If, My fucking bar rants. Let's go over this. What did I talk about? My bar rants, having a family, thinking about having a family, the Corey Feldman situation, what kind of relates to kids, you know, does it not? And then another story is fucking Bigfoot. I mean, that's how do you not sell a better fucking podcast than that? That's my idea of a podcast. Really not. I'm sure it can get better. But hey, that's what I'm thinking about right now. I hope you guys have a fucking wonderful day, evening, or whatever you're doing. Um, I'd like to tell you something else. My band, Eris, will be going into the studio in November here. And we're finally going to give you something to listen to, probably early next year. So, that said, you guys have a wonderful day, evening, or whatever you're doing. You take care, and please subscribe to The Flummery.